This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Here we are, back at The M Word. This is episode number 17. And you know what? Uh, it's been a long time. Been away for a while, uh, quite a while, which I'll, I'll go into in a second. I think even on the last episode of the podcast, I talked a little bit about that, but it's been another long time. But we'll go into that. I think... Um, yeah. Well, first of all, actually, let's just talk immediately about what we will talk about today. So right now, at the time that this is going out, this is Studio 52's one year anniversary. And so it's been a whole year since the formation of the company and since we actually started kind of trading and doing what we were doing. And it's been a very, very interesting year. It's been fun. Uh, it's been a lot of, lot of hard work, a lot of fun, a lot of challenges, and not to mention a pandemic thrown in the middle of that. Uh, which uh, those listeners of the M word know that early doors when I first started this, there were rumblings of that happening. I didn't quite take it seriously, and um, yeah, I've had to now. We all have. So that is, uh, yeah, it's been a very challenging year and really, really fun. And so, what uh, what we're doing right now this week is we're doing kind of a week's worth of celebrations uh, around that. Um, uh, the company that myself, Henry White, Darren Lovell. That is the Studio 52 team, and we uh, wanted to put together something kind of special. So we decided to resurrect the Studio 52 Lives, which is what we initially did in lockdown, where we did 52 days of live conversations with magicians and friends of mine from all over the world. And so we decided to do that for a week. So last night we had on Tony Chang, which was great fun, and I'll probably talk about that in a minute. And tonight we have Jared Kopf. Um... And just for you M-Word listeners, we have a little sneak preview for you. Tomorrow we have Mr. Chris Kenner. So uh, you're going to hear that first. I'll announce that at the end of the live tonight on Instagram. But uh, yeah, Chris Kenner tomorrow. Jared Kopf tonight. Jared is a good friend of mine, a a brilliant thinker and magician. Uh, For those who want to get involved, it's free. It's on Instagram. Uh, Tonight will be 9 o'clock. Normally our time is 8 o'clock, but tonight will be 9 o'clock. And yeah, so Jared and I are just going to be talking about what kinds of stuff to do with magic i don't really know the whole point is like these podcasts they're just authentic unplanned and that type of jazz but yeah so we're doing a whole week of celebrations we're going to run that all week um and then at the end of the week i'm running a live uh, lecture which is called the inside out lecture it's a brand new lecture with a 60 minute lecture plus a hangout for anyone that knows me knows that it's unlikely to be 60 minutes it's more likely to be 60 hours uh, it was more likely going to go to an hour and a half or, or over but uh, it's a brand new lecture with brand new stuff in it and uh, then afterwards we're all going to hang out and the good thing is you pay what you want it is not we are not uh, charging a fixed price for it or anything like that uh, we just wanted to have something where you have to kind of invest in, in being a part of it but you can spend as little as a pound or as uh, you know as much as a hundred pounds or a million pounds whatever you want but the point is it's pay what you want or what you can uh, and that way we can have as many people in as possible so that's what we're doing. It's, uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy that we've managed to get to a year, especially considering the circumstances we've been in. But it's been a huge amount of fun. And we've got to, you know, in that time, develop a podcast, produce three issues of The Shift, run a number of co- uh, the Deep Magic Seminar courses. We did the Studio 52 Lives and, um, you know, made some really good friends and connected with you guys in the process. So it's been, you know, I'm really proud of what we've managed to do and uh, really, really happy to continue. It's also my birthday on Saturday, you know, within a couple of days, the, the Studio 52 birthday and my birthday are linked. So it was also Henry's birthday a few last week as well. So uh, and in fact, also Darren's uh, a couple of weeks before. So you know, all of our birthdays kind of come at this 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 time of the year. Uh, so it's kind of a, a cool little time for us, even though we've grown 
grown adults, you know, we still like celebrating our birthdays. So, yeah, so this podcast is really in honour of that a little bit, which is to, uh, you know, highlight the fact that we had this anniversary and we're putting on, on all this stuff for you guys. Uh, there'll be a few more surprises thrown in, um, but just to try and kind of create a lot, lot of content for everyone. Um, but, yes, yeah, so why has the uh, M-word been quiet? Well number of reasons um i think the pandemic has definitely been a part of it i think we've had a huge amount of uh, things to kind of contemplate uh, definitely um also i've had a baby in that time or rather my wife has uh, we we're also moving house uh, we need to also get a new studio uh, so there's been a lot of lot of things on that also i found myself being very talked out you know i run a number of courses um, which were called the Deep Magic Seminars, which are, are on our website, which were four very specific courses uh, about card magic to do basics, full shuffles, switching, and full stealing, all these different things. Each of the courses ran for a minimum of, I think, six to eight hours. They ended up running way longer than that if you included all the hangouts and everything. But those courses, I was talking so much that the last thing I wanted to do was sit on a microphone like this and talk. And I just found myself completely talked out. Uh, and after we'd run the, the seminars, we then ran them again. So we did two months straight of that. And I just had almost no inclination to sit on a microphone and talk. So I think it was a bit of... Um, a bit of a, an experience thing. I mean, I've never really, well, not never really, I've never done a podcast myself before like this. So I felt that it taught me a valuable lesson about that. And I think that um, in doing so, it's made me reconsider elements of the M word and of what this is and how I have to kind of um, either have a kind of schedule and kind of stick to it, or I need to kind of allow it to become more flexible or I use it in a different way where it starts changing the, or the elements of, of, of um, what it is or the foundations of what it is begins to change, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the whole point is that this is what part of the M-word will be. It will be a stream of consciousness, a voice from within Studio 52, from within my brain, um, largely connected to that which I love, which is magic, and, and but of course other things. And so I think allowing it to evolve and change over time is part of the intention but it's been, just been very interesting over the last few weeks going well how how can i just have no desire to to, to say anything on on this podcast like i really didn't want to and um yeah and that, that's that's been a very interesting kind of learning curve so you know i appreciate uh all, all the positive support and messages we've had from people kind of asking for it to come back and um, but it hasn't gone anywhere there was just a temporary hiatus a little break um and it has been in the middle of a pandemic so and a lot of other stuff but yeah so you know any of you guys that were looking forward to it and, and have missed it a bit well here we are uh, but i think over the next few months uh, and especially the next year I'm, I'm still in the process of discovering what this is and how i want to use it and i'm sure it will change many times and i you know, I may well listen back to some of them and 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 hear the kind of the differences in in how I thought and and where where it's kind of where it ends up going. And but but again, that's a very interesting part of the process. So yeah, so that's uh, that's what's happening at the moment. So yeah, apologies for the M word not being around, but there's a few reasons for that. And um, uh, Studio Fifty Two's birthday, and so we had this week of celebrations, which is which is really really good. And so yes, last uh, last night was Tony Chang. And it was a, a, you know, I love Tony to bits. He's a good friend of mine and um, 
a crazy person and a, a great magician it makes me laugh and you know I, I'm always love talking to Tony and um, <clears throat> we were talking a lot you know about we end up going to the same place a lot of the time when we talk which is this idea of you know what is magic and why is it you know it's seen as trivial in some respects and you know why do we do it you know what what you know what is the difference between sleight of hand and magic and what's the motivation and what you know all this type of stuff is what what comes comes out a lot of the time when Tony and I talk and I think that I was <clears throat> largely in the conversation last night um I, I couldn't stop thinking about this this one particular area that we were talking about which is that why is it with magic that that people seem to be able to very quickly reject it to some extent or they don't appreciate the level of art and skill and everything else that goes into it. you hear this said a million times you know movies or photography or music all these other things people have this natural instinct for and often there's this kind of rejection of magic at a fundamental level or it causes people to kind of just try and work it out or criticize it or it seems to exist on a shallow level and all these types of things where however you want to phrase it i'm probably phrasing it or talking about it badly um but we were talking about that and i, I was thinking about it last night and this morning and it suddenly struck me that there might be somewhat of a resemblance to something called the uncanny valley now, this is something that some of you may have heard about and it's basically talks about the so that's uncanny u-n-c-a-n-n-y valley v-a-l-l-e-y um and it's basically i can get the history up of this it was by a guy mira mosho my what was it who was the guy chap's name it was uh sorry uh mashahiro mori um and he was a robotics professor and it was from a book that he published in 1978 and this translation of the uncanny valley came out and the whole point in it is that it's it hypothesizes the relationship between uh, the degree of an object's resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to that object. And I think loosely, to talk about this very, very loosely, the idea is that when you look at robotics, or it could be animation, for example, in, in movies... When you have something that's kind of badly animated, or, or, or not badly, but, but let's say uh, you look at something like Toy Story. If you were to look at the human beings in Toy Story, you know, we just immediately assume or understand that they are animations and there's no revulsion or anything else to them. But the more realistic an animation becomes, uh, or the same for robots, the more we have this kind of sense of revulsion or a, a heightened emotional reaction to it that we can't control. And sometimes there's feelings of disgust or or um, a, a sense of being uncomfortable. And I think the idea of, of, of kind of uncrossing that uncanny valley and coming out the other side where it can get good again, you know, where it becomes so believable that we don't even realise that that we're interacting with, with a robot or an AI or anything like that. I mean... I'm probably explaining it terribly, but have a look into the uncanny valley. But it suddenly, it suddenly crossed my mind that maybe magic is like that to some extent. Maybe, you know, when we see a trick that's obviously a trick, it's easy for us to just say it's a trick. But it's almost like the better magic becomes, the more and more it starts to resemble something impossible. The more it starts to make us question our understanding or grip on reality. Or maybe it causes us to have to question something more fundamental than that about you know, not just our understanding and grip of, but perhaps the way in which the world works, possibly. And I, I wonder if that maybe there is a relationship to some extent, not necessarily between the uncanny valley itself and magic, but the same type of pattern that you are seeing in the uncanny valley 
is the same type of pattern expressing itself through magic and how people react to this essentially abstract thing um, such as a magic effect and how it affects them and how they emotionally feel about it and um, so yeah I was I was thinking a lot about that I don't know someone else might go away and do some some research about it and come up with an, a magic metaphor for name for it so instead of the uncanny valley call it I don't know the uh, um, magic moat <laughs> Or the, or the believability bridge or something. But I think there is something interesting in that idea of um, magic effects that, you know, we, we all have it, I think. When we start magic, we, we read these books, we learn these tricks, and they're kind of really fun and cool and interesting. And then at certain points, we, we try and make them more believable. Like we really are reading people's minds. We really are making objects move. And there's we, we encounter a whole host of different, problems it's like whack-a-mole you know you solve one technically and this other psychological problem pops up over here you solve that bump and it another problem pops up in another direction it's kind of um it's a very interesting game magic and when we start learning it it all seems so interesting and fun and then the more serious you take it the more the more you love it the more you the more you get um uh, addicted to it and, and the more you try and craft it into something you, you know you encounter a lot of different issues i mean magic should always be fun of course and, um, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that we should suggest we have magic powers. What I mean is just the, the, the art and craft of what we are doing, you're naturally going to encounter a lot of kind of very strange psychological issues or psychological um, problems to be solved with an audience because you are doing something which fundamentally causes you to question either how the world works or how the, the universe works or how your own perceptions work. If you if you do believe that you either believe that we have kind of done something against the laws of time and space, or you believe that your perceptions are somehow being manipulated, and so that you because you know that the laws of time and space, or you know whatever it is, can't be broken, so somehow your perceptions are being manipulated. Either way, there's an element to some extent sometimes of being uncomfortable with that reality, and I think that um, you know we can make it more palatable with a laugh. Or once we know that we're watching a trick and it's just nice and light and it's fun, but once something starts becoming a little deeper, starts touching and emotional, you know, it's the very thing a lot of the time people are trying to get. They're trying to get magic that hits a little deeper than the superficial. And I think that this is where you start encounter this this a similar pattern as the uncanny valley, which is that we want to escape the trivial sometimes. Not always. There's not a problem with that. You know, I think that um, there's a time and a space for all magic. You know, but I think that if you do want to move away from the trivial and try to get towards something that has a little bit more of an emotional hook or a bit more meaning or a bit more impact or a bit more theatricality or something, you encounter a whole field of landmines when it comes to issues of uh, logic or, or uh, pretension. Or many of these types of things. And I, I'm not sure. I think I just had this instinct last night and this morning after Tony and I stopped talking that it might be similar to the Uncanny Valley. Or I am talking utter nonsense. Um, and it couldn't even be, you know, it'd be further away from from that. But, you know, that's how my brain works. And uh, I just thought it might be interesting for uh, someone smarter than I to have a look at it. I'll probably end up thinking about it for the next couple of months and then trying to draw comparisons to it and then eventually decide it's all 
tosh but you know that's part part of the point in um talking on these podcasts is uh uh, it is to talk about those those thoughts, um, but yeah. So you know, have a think about that. So what else has been happening? What's happening tonight? Yeah, tonight, tonight I'm talking to uh, Jared. So uh, Jared Kopf. For those of you that don't know, Jared um, is a fabulous magician. He's like a real magician almost. He looks like a wizard, um, and he's a you know a phenomenally talented uh, sleight of hand artist, um, you know, thinker. Uh, curator, historian, all those things. He, he's he's phenomenally talented. I always find him inspiring. I have a huge amount of respect for him and what he does. Um, but all, the the biggest compliment I can pay uh, 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 to him is that he's uh, uh, just a fabulous human being. And to become a, a good human being is a very hard thing to do. And, um, you know, he's phenomenally smart and talented and all those things... All those things are possible to be done by someone that isn't very nice. But Jared is also a very, very good human being. So I, I love my, my, my kind of uh, the fact that I'm friends with him and the fact that we're going to have a, a chat tonight. Um, I, if you are listening to this podcast at some point in the future, which I'm sure someone will, this will mean make no sense. But at least it might encourage you to go and check out Jared's work. Um, but yes, him and I are going to be chatting tonight. Literally no idea where the conversation will go. Could go in many different directions. Um, but one thing guaranteed is is something truly real. Like, I, I always love the fact that we always have a very real and honest conversation, Jared and I. And um, we always say exactly the same thing, which is we need to speak more often. And um, we we have been in the pandemic. And, and uh, we want to continue to do more of it. And I think that that is one of the things that, you know, when all is said and done, I think that, you know this this pandemic has has caused many problems all around the world uh, for many different for many people for many different reasons of course of course causing literal you know people literally people to die and people to have all kinds of personal issues and issues with their business and everything else but i think one of the things that it has literally allowed us to do is to connect more and i think it's allowed us to value those connections and stress test the means of doing so effortlessly and um and so being able to kind of open up these conversations and talk to people that i respect and admire um as easily as we can to some extent uh is a really beautiful thing and i think um while we can do it we we should take advantage of it. And I said on a previous podcast, I think we might be entering a golden age. I think there's a there's a, a criticism of that, which I can also lobby towards my own thing. So so those of you that don't know, I, I said in a previous podcast, I think we may well be entering a golden age of magic, especially when you look at the the level of access and influence and um, uh, ease of communication that we have. Uh, we may, whether we know it or not, we may about to be entering a golden age, even though we're unable to perform. Not a golden age of performance, that's for sure, but definitely maybe a golden age of thinking. You know, um, I remember someone said this to me. I hope I didn't say what I'm about to say on the last podcast, but this is, I'm either going to talk nonsense now or not. But someone once said to me that the reason why there was a huge amount of great philosophy that came out of the um, kind of... Uh, northern europe or scandinavia to some extent so kind of like you know denmark and and uh norway and those types of areas in germany the reason why so much um good philosophy came out of that part of the world is because back in the day where it was very very cold and it got dark early because of where they are on the um uh, 
hemisphere or the longitude and latitude that, that they're at it gets darker earlier and the winters often as the more north you go can be it can get almost be i think they have like months where it's just you know pitch black especially in norway if you go up to like kind of boulder and trondheim and stuff like that um but you know what your only job was to sit around fires and talk <laughs> you know and it kind of forced a lot of that type of conversation um I don't know, I'm probably talking bullshit. Someone someone said that to me in Scandinavia, so who knows? But but anyway, whether it's true or not, I think there was something kind of interesting in that. And I and I, I kind of started thinking about that with magic. I think the because we can't perform in the same way that we have been, well, there's the opportunity to think, isn't there? You know, there's the opportunity to sit back and really start thinking and uh, taking the time to kind of uh, look at what we have and look at the resources that we have and think about them more deeply and 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 question things. Um, and pull things apart uh, and that's a really good thing to question things to pull things apart to criticize is a great thing um, it's how we move forward and so I, I think for that reason we may well be in a golden age um, of magic and maybe it will continue and this mindset might continue but I think there are also problems with that I think we're also there are huge problems with the fact that almost all magic becomes this visual representation that you just you, 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 everything becomes about what you can see in a small square on your phone. You know, the psychological dimension diminishes very quickly. Uh, and that there are lots of major problems. You know, I'm not saying that, that what we're in now is perfect. You know, no one would wish it uh, as, as a kind of constant state. But I do think we should not uh, take for granted uh, what we have. And so part of that, um, we wanted to kind of honour with this uh, week-long kind of celebration of connecting with everyone and talking about magic and so we've resurrected the lives that we did in lockdown and so this week like i said we had tony chang last night that's uh yeah instagram at studio 52 we had uh so yeah tony chang last night and tonight is jared kopf and tomorrow i previously quickly mentioned we have and this is only you guys you guys are hearing this here first everyone else is going to have to wait probably about another seven hours before they hear it but tomorrow we have chris ken i know always love my conversations with chris um, you know, Chris and I have a, a, a deep respect for each other, um, and uh, that's always uh, well. Actually, I, I, I may have spoken for Chris then. Fuck knows. I, I have no idea if he does. <laughs> I'll, I'll just insert that. No, I, I definitely have a, a respect for what he does um, in in so many areas, and so I always enjoy my conversation with him. And then we have another guest after that, which I'll keep secret for now. And then. We have a final day, which is going to be uh, the... We're going to have lots of you guys come on and talk. And then I'm also have my friend Danny, who I love to bits, come on and talk. And then on the Saturday, the 24th of October, which is also my actual birthday, we'll be running the Inside Out Lecture, which um, you can pay what you want for. And that's going to be on Zoom. So you can pay a pound. Uh, someone actually paid £100 today. Uh, for that and uh, so Henry and I are going to be messaging that person unbelievably generous and um, really really nice so we'll, we'll look after them and send them something special we'll work that out but you can pay whatever you want it doesn't matter and then afterwards after that that lecture is finished uh, we will which by the way is brand new full of brand new material but after that we're going to do a hangout and that's going to be really really good fun so um, that's what we have planned for this week in this kind of first year of us doing Studio 52 I'm really kind of proud of my team uh, and, and what we have around so you know really proud of henry white who sorts out all the stuff at the back end and um you know does everything amazingly well darren lovell who does all the, the visuals and filming and photography and all that stuff and and um you know us three basically work together constantly to try and bring it all into one thing and we you know we work very very hard 
uh, to make that happen. But we feel like we've only just started and we're, you know, we're one. So we're in nappies still, aren't we? And uh, so, yeah, we, we don't really feel like we've even started. But at the same time, we're very, very appreciative of everything we've managed to do. And the fact that you guys are still, you know, uh, supporting us, um, involved in what we do and, 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 and care about it. So, yeah, big, big thank you from myself and the rest of the team. And so, yeah, this week is about trying to give a little bit back to you guys and um, in this time as well, hopefully trying to make that also a little bit more bearable. So, yes fun good times uh it's been good to speak to you all uh sorry it's been so long uh, i'm gonna work out some things with this podcast to kind of um work out how to kind of do them more often i, I feel like i want to change something so that's what we're going to do but the m word isn't going anywhere it's always going to be around so yes till then see you soon take care have fun stay safe and hopefully i might see a few of you on my birthday This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic.